Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high-performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, I am excited, as always, I apparently am, to have this conversation um, in this episode. But to preface it, I need to be really, really clear. I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice nor relationship advice, right? Like on that note, um, this is not advice of either of those natures. This is simply communication and nervous system advice. <laughs> uh, because we are talking about money, or rather, talking about talking about money. And it can be one of those topics that. Sends people into a bit of a tiz, and it is also often very high stress or very intense, or comes along with very intense feelings. So, I wanted to just bring in a certain lens of it. It's definitely not going to encapsulate all possible conversations about money. Um, because this is a podcast episode, not a whole training, (laughs) but it is a conversation around how you show up when you have to have any kind of uncomfortable conversation about money. So I've got it down to five points, and this is probably in the context of, um, in the context of, you know, like, uh, engaging with a service provider, for example, like a coach or in training or something like that, uh, because I'm drawing from some of that experience as well and, and, or maybe friends, you know, you'll, you'll kind of feel into it, but even if, you know, if you don't hire coaches, that's okay. Because I think you're, well, I know you're going to get some useful awareness out of this, uh, that you can apply, but as I said, it's not explicitly relationship advice, it's or marriage advice, or uh, definitely not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor, so this is not necessarily about um, about what kind of finance to take or what what decisions to make there. So, number one. When you're talking about money or when you're talking about talking about money is it is going to be really useful if you figure out what your automatic response is. Is it avoidance? Do you avoid talking about it or do you avoid bringing it up or do you avoid the topic altogether? Um, Is it freeze? Is it flight? Uh, I'm going (laughs) to, I didn't think of this as I was writing these notes, but uh, I'm going to share an example of a fight response that I have when it comes to money. And it's interesting because um, as I've gotten older and wiser and all of those things, um, I don't necessarily have 
have this feeling um, in this way anymore, but it's more when I have to talk about, mm, it's an interesting one. It's too much to unpack here, but um, I have visceral memories, sense memories of people like my dad, my my poor sweet dad, who was just trying to help, would sit down and when I was in high school and he would try and, you know, like help show me how to do my tax myself. Um, and funnily enough, I said to him at that point, I'm like, well, when I'm a grown up, when I'm older enough, when I'm old enough and, and uh, have enough money, I'm going to pay someone else to do this. So that way I don't have to spend my energy on it and they're going to do it better than me. And guess what? That's all of the business advice that you hear now is delegate out of your zone, like delegate things that aren't in your zone of genius and look at that. So, um, but dad would sit there and he would try to show me how to do my tax because, um, because he's very intelligent in like money ways. Um, he was a bookkeeper in different ways and, um, and had his own business at some point, bookkeeping and, um, none of that rubbed off on me, <laughs> at least not the, the topic of business. Uh, none of that rubbed off on me. Um, and I have a visceral sense memories of deep gripping frustration in the pit of my stomach that would rise up and I would just it would go into fight mode. It's a, it's a stress response. And I'm not sure why it was an actual stress response because the scenario, the situation was very safe. Um, so it had something to do with money stories, I'm sure. But I, I had that kind of stress response. Whereas in more recent times, uh, you know, noticing that anything about money, well, not anything about money, but some, some things about money, um, especially when I've been working really, really hard, some things about money put me in more of a freeze response. It's not avoid, it's not avoidance because I'm actively considering it and wanting to do something about it, but there's a freeze that happens that is probably akin to more like a panic. So, this this is just to give you the awareness that you can have different stress responses or like responses around money in different contexts or in different phases of your life as well. So the number one thing that's going to be really useful for you to start being able to slightly more comfortably step into these uncomfortable conversations around money is knowing what your what your automatic response is or what the response showing up is because then you can acknowledge it then you can speak to it and you can do what you need to do with that um number two so these aren't necessarily going to build on each other necessarily but they 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 can absolutely but number two is if you have to bring up the conversation yourself if you are asking someone for you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a friend or a housemate that you live with or a scenario where you have to ask them to contribute something more based on their usage or, you know, based on something that 
is fair and reasonable and everything like that. Like I said, not relationship advice in this episode at least, but um, let's say you have to ask someone to say, hey, do you mind covering a bit more of the electricity bill because you had the air conditioner running full blast for ages and and that was a lot. Let's use that as an example. I'm not using this. <laughs> There's no reference to this in my real life. Like in recent and current times, it's not a current example for me. So it's just an example for the purpose of this. But you feel uncomfortable talking about money. You feel uncomfortable or in some kind of stress response, um, bringing it up and you're afraid to ask them, even if they'll probably respond totally reasonably. Um, Something you can say is leading it with, I feel uncomfortable asking this or talking about this. However, can we talk about the electricity bill and I'm wondering if you would mind chipping in a little bit more to cover the cost of the air conditioner you've been running. So notice how there's no real getting them to kind of guess. You're not projecting onto them and saying, oh, I need to have an uncomfortable conversation with you because that's very like, hey, I need to talk to you. And who just felt that panic rise immediately, right? So it's not projecting and saying this will be an uncomfortable conversation because you're speaking from your own experience. They may be totally fine with it. Um, But it's also not setting it up for panic on their end. You're going, I feel this. However, I, I wanted to talk about this because this is what I wanted to ask. You're you're saying it straight up, but you're also, if you're uncomfortable in it, you're sharing that you're uncomfortable in it. So that way it's this connection piece that the other person will understand and and even at least subconsciously have empathy if they hear a little bit of um, that roughness or that harshness that can come into our voices when we are talking about money, uh, when we're stressed about it or when we're feeling uncomfortable in it so that's a really practical way that you can lead into a conversation like that Um, on the flip side if you um, have maybe have been approached by your housemate and you've been the one running the air conditioner and they've asked you this and you have no problem with that but you need, you know, maybe you just need a little bit of extra time to pull together the money or if it's in a service provider relationship and there's a payment due. And this is something that I've always told clients and I, and I show up with my coaches and mentors this way too, is if there is something that's going to be a problem with a payment that is due, especially on a payment plan, generally it is okay as long as you communicate it. Generally, there's something that can be worked around as long as it's communicated. So number three is communicate clearly. So if you're the person who's been asked to pay more on the electricity bill and you're like, yes, I'm happy to, but I just don't have that extra $200, um, you can communicate that. You can and should communicate that. Say, yep, more than happy to. I Can I 
have a little bit of extra time to get that back to you though if can we cover the bill and then get a little bit extra time to get that back to you um you know this is what's happening so this one's really important because especially in agree in agreement in an agreement um let's say it's with a coach or a mentor and there's a payment plan payment due and you have just not had a great month financially or something's come up or your car broke down and you needed to get it fixed. Um, anything like that. I 100% advocate having the clear conversation, communicating clearly saying, Hey, I know this is what we agreed to. I still intend to honor that. However, this month or this particular payment, I may need a little extra time or this is going to be a challenge can we look at a readjustment something asking for what you need or or indicating that you're on top of it you're aware of it you're not ghosting um communicating clearly and, and saying look this has just been a challenging month for this that or the other or whatever reason and I'm gonna have trouble paying this I'm going to pay it but by that due date might be a bit of a challenge and I can speak from experience that most of the time or most of the time I don't want to sort of you know put other coaches or mentors in this position because it's always dependent on their circumstances too but most of the time if you're communicating clearly and you're showing up to the conversation because there's integrity in that and there's honesty in that and you're not ghosting, that will be accepted and that will be received a lot better and with a, still a lot more love and, and generosity. You know, like there's, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, there's, a much healthier situation in that there's a much healthier dynamic and relationship in that than just avoiding the cons- the conversation so that person may have their own policies in what happens when this sort of thing happens and that's up to them and they'll communicate that or they'll remind you again of what that is and that's you know that's okay but you got to you've got to communicate clearly and say look this is what's happening for me I'm trying la la la, not la la la, but you know, this, that, or the other, whatever the reason is, and let them know that you're aware of it because then the relationship stays intact. Still not relationship advice. However, it is maybe what I would call best practice in dealing with a service provider. If you're going to have trouble making the payment from my, like, as a service provider, if you're going to have trouble making that payment, there's there's generally no problem with that as long as you don't ghost on it. You know, as long as you have the conversation and then we work out, you know, a different plan, a new agreement or something. And that's so much more appreciated and it means that that working relationship remains healthy. It remains intact and everyone keeps getting the benefit of having that working relationship in place um which leads into number four go in with the plan but if you don't have one acknowledge that too so 
If you are in the position of saying, you know, I need a little extra time for this bill or for this payment or this whatever, and this is my plan, I can pay it on this date, um, or I can pay earlier in smaller installments, or, you know, can we adjust the installment amount and, you know, some, whatever it is, go in with the plan. However, with the caveat that if you don't have one, don't wait, don't freeze and not say anything just because you don't have a plan. If you have sat with it and you still don't have a plan, go in with that and say, look, I wanted to come in with, come in with the plan here. I don't have one because I don't know what is happening with my situation. However, this is where it's at. So three and four, communicate clearly and go in with a plan. Kind of work together because if you don't have a plan, you still want to revert back to communicating clearly, not freezing, not avoiding because you don't have a plan. Um, But try to go in with an option or a solution or a plan or a, uh, hey, this is what I can do. And I know that's not, you know, maybe it's not the full amount, but this is what I can do just to keep that flowing. And let's, you know, keep communicating as I figure the rest out. Highly, highly recommend that. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I see it a lot. I've experienced it. And rather than just sort of, you know, I'd rather... For me, I'd rather than ranting about how people ghost or, or you know, housemates don't pay their shit or whatever it is, because um, I've had, you know, in the past, I've had, um, I've had, oh, I've never had money problems with housemates, but I've had, you know, there's some housemate stories I could tell you, but like, instead of just talking about that, which is still important to point out, absolutely. I wanted to bring something that's useful of a, hey, here's a step-by-step of how you might want to start just being aware of that or approaching that. So there's that. And then the last one is trust the agreement. So, you know, if someone's loaning you money, say it's a friend who's you know said look you you're working so hard like I'll loan you the money or whatever whatever the situation is don't get stuck in the shame or guilt um acknowledge it if it's there please because that's how it festers otherwise by not by being in the shadows but acknowledge it but don't get stuck in it show gratitude and get the thing done so whatever the money is for you know get it done and then get to doing what you need to do in order for you to be able to pay the back that person. So, you know, and, and trust the agreement in the sense that if someone has said, and this is, again, this isn't, this is getting close to relationship advice, but it's not exactly because every relationship is different. Every person and personality is different. And I understand that there can be some, control and abusive issues, especially when it comes around to control of money, um, that won't really fit in with this. So this is why I'm saying this and making sure that we're very, very clear. But if, you know, if you have a friend, um, who has loaned you money of whatever amount and has said, I'm so happy to, 
It's no problem at all because they haven't loaned it to you if they're not able to, but it's no problem at all. When you're able to, you pay it back, but it's, it's just this agreement. You can just, we don't even need to talk about it. You can just, you know, the old slide it under the table in an envelope when you pay it back, when you're ready. Trust that because this person in that kind of scenario wants to help you, is happy to help you. They don't want to be taken advantage of or taken for granted, obviously, and of course, but it's not going to feel good for them if you're stuck in the shame and guilt of it. What's going to feel good for them is if you use it for what the agreement is and then, of course, and then get to work or get to doing and, you know, work on whatever the repayment idea or plan or schedule is or whatever it is that that agreement was that you just follow up and follow through on it. But trust the agreement. There's no need to waste your time or energy or impact the relationship by not. So I hope this has been a useful, very general overview of how how you can start to edge edge your way into talking about money a little more comfortably even in the in, even in the uncomfortable even in the discomfort because look it's always going to be uncomfortable it's always going to be a little bit meh. so if you start with these or just have these in the back of your mind as you're going along This will hopefully enable you or allow you to practice a little bit more for when those moments come up. And then the more you practice it, the more awareness you'll have, but also the more comfortable you'll get with being able to show up in the uncomfortable. And money is one of those things that can really fuck with us. It can really fuck with our stress and our our relationships and our ability to talk about it. So the more that you in a safe way, share and, and speak openly, the, the better off you'll be. So that's it for this week. Um, let me know how you go with this and I will be back next week with the whole other topic. Thanks for listening to Get Jashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being. 